Welcome to Metal Matters, a Gimme Radio podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hill, and I'll be leading you on this adventure. We'll be getting into deep discussions about classic records, profiles on up-and-coming bands, and interviews with your favorite artists. You can check out new episodes every week, so be sure to subscribe and never miss out. This time around, we got Dwight Hellion, frontman of Integrity. We did this interview over the phone, so as you might expect, sound quality is a little shaky. But anyway, Dwight was able to get his point across. One of the things I like the most about Integrity is the way they meld this occult philosophy with a totally misanthropic worldview over the top of some of the most laceratingly brutal metallic hardcore you can imagine. So anyway, I love Integrity. If you're a returning listener, thank you for listening. If you're brand new, thanks for tuning in. So if you guys can just do me a favor and give a rating on iTunes for the show. Um, you know, five stars would be great, but if, uh, if not five stars, then four, that might be good. Also, if you want to drop me a line, you can email me at metalmatters at gimmeradio.com. to vegas okay i did yeah yeah it was great and um you guys just wrapped up a european tour that's right yep that go well it went awesome you've been living in belgium for the last what 10 years or so uh 15 years 15 years and is, yep. is uh the band is uh based kind of primarily out of the united states is that correct yeah well the musicians live in uh in, in the states on the east coast as, um, Dom, well, Dom is, uh, basically it's me and Dom uh, that write the records and make the records. And um, that's, uh, everything's still productive and smooth and everything with the, you know, the proximity, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's no problem with it. it people, it seems, uh, you know, it sounds like it would be difficult, but it actually isn't difficult at all. Integrity's been active for about 30 years and going at this point. Yeah, 30 years, yeah. Did uh, did you think you'd still be doing the band this many years later? No, I never had any uh, ability to look to, towards the future too far. So I'm surprised that I'm uh, uh, still alive, even let alone playing music. So it's uh, <laughs> it's quite quite a lucky uh, blessing in disguise, you know. Yeah, um, I got into the bands uh, during the Humanity Is the Devil era of the band, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Victory Records. And um, I liked hardcore, but I wasn't really into hardcore the way I was into like metal and like kind of, you know, stuff like Neurosis and things like that. Yeah. And um, what struck me is like just the ferocious metallic sort of vibe that the record had. And also conceptually, you guys were dealing with uh, like a more darker, like sort of macabre kind of, uh, you know, subject matter. You know what I mean? Mm. So, I mean, how did, um, like, what was, like, some of your earlier, like, you know, the concepts that you worked with? I mean, you know, you guys played within the hardcore scene, but you weren't necessarily singing songs about, like, the scene or, like, straight edge. Well, uh, you know, you, you said it yourself when you said Victory. Because we were on Victory Records, people just assumed that we were uh, hardcore guys singing about stabbed in the back, what food you're going to eat, and, um, you know, that kind of thing. Like, you can't drink this, you can't eat that, and all stuff that most guys do or um 
But it was just because of the label that we were on. That's, that's pretty much it. I mean, we liked metal and punk and, uh, and hardcore music. We liked all kinds of music and blues and everything else, and rock and roll and uh, heavy metal and all kinds of different things. But because we were on that label, everybody assumed that we were just exactly like Earth Crisis Strife and the other uh, groups like that. Also, another thing that sort of set integrity apart was um, you guys paid a lot of attention to the sort of visual aspect of the band. Um, you know, probably one of the only bands that comes to mind early on was like was Black Flag, who had a very you know tight relationship visually with the work of Raymond Pettibone. Right. So I mean, you know, your earlier stuff, you had Pusshead, Derek Hess. So what? You know, what was like the fascination with the graphic arts aspect of the music and that sort of connection? Well, for me, I, I went to art school, and art was always a big influence on me, and even more than music. And when I do, when I create music, I create it in the context of collage or something, anyways. And records, I would buy them based off of the album covers because that would tell me, hopefully, tell me what the record would sound like visually, tell me what it would sound like. And I uh, somehow made this connection that way, and that's how I. I music uh, visually and um, that's kind of why I went that direction as far as uh, getting Pusshead uh, that was because I was in Pusshead's fan club when I was a kid and uh, we we uh, had, had exchanged letters and things like that and then when I got to a place where I had a record company that could actually give a couple bucks for uh, for uh, or actual artists to do the artwork I asked him if he'd be willing to do it and uh, luckily he agreed it was at a time when he was doing a lot of stuff for Metallica and he didn't really have to take the time to deal with a small band like us and uh, it was really cool of him to do that last year um, at the Revolver uh, you know there was like this debut you actually had a piece of artwork that was up for um, for auction and uh, yeah yeah I donated some artwork to, to their um, to their uh, to charity it was for a charity I think if I remember right yeah, and uh, so is that? That's obviously that's something that you engage in, you know, regularly. Then, right? You know, creating visual art. Relapsed records. I did all the artwork on, on those records. Uh, integ- the integrity record. Yeah. Okay. What's the fascination with Francis Bacon? Well, there's a lot of things about Bacon that that uh, attract me. Um, mostly, though, uh, it, it's the. It isn't as much as the artwork, although I do love the artwork, but it's his philosophy and the way he saw the world and the way he would, um, some of the things he would say were just uh, uh, resonated with me. And I I felt a connection with that. And uh, I find him to be uh, quite a fascinating creature when he was around. So what was, what's some of the, some of the, you know, things that resonated with you? That he says, uh, well... I guess like the 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 main go to quote that I I could go with would be he said something like this. I'm gonna paraphrase it, of course. He said uh, that he was walking. I'm not gonna do an accent because uh, that'll be offensive. But he said he was walking down the street and he looked down and he saw a dog shit and he said this is what life is like. You know, it's just this. Yeah, I'm assuming that he means that it's just, you know, leave this shit behind and it's emotionally and it's just the things that he says, it's, 
you have to sort of like absorb it through his interviews and things like that for it, for it to sort of sink in. But he had this special kind of way of looking at the world. That my example just now isn't the best one, but it is an example nonetheless. But um... so earlier on, um, one of the things actually, I, I I started checking out the Process Church of Final Judgment because of. Um, use of the four pi symbol on some of your records so uh, uh-huh. that became like a, uh, you know, a little curiosity of mine back in the early 90s um was there is there anything specific about robert de grimston that you, know, you took away as a philosophy yeah it was uh <clears throat> calm down uh sorry about that it was uh that was dom screaming down the hallway Okay. Uh, they were at the catering. Uh, well, what I liked about it was that it was the end of the world cult, and they were trying to uh, they were they were set out to destroy human life, basically. But uh, you know the 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 way that the system works is that you got four archetypes uh, aspects of human nature. Like you have uh, uh, you know a Christian side, you have a satanic side, you have a Lucifer side, and and. And, and you have a Jehovian side, and, and that these four aspects are more or less traits that people carry around with them uh, and, and in an archetype way. When, in other words, like it doesn't necessarily reflect perfectly that, okay, this is that religion and we're talking about it that way, but more like saying, like, if you're from, if you uh, connect with the satanic side, for example, then that might mean that you're more <clears throat> of a person who's a destructive person, like a kind of like a hell's angels type guy. Right. And then if you're a Jehovah, Jehovian person, then that might mean that you're more like that kind of like uh, conservative right-wing grandpa type guy. Or, uh, you know, if you're a Luciferian guy, that might mean you're like a party guy who's out to have a good time and, and it doesn't matter what the repercussions are and so on. And that's kind of how it works. But the, but the way that the, the church worked was you could take these different qualities and and put them uh, into 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 being able to see like on a pie chart in in a way. So you might be seventy five percent one thing, ten percent another thing, and fifteen percent something else, and then, you know like that. So, does that make any sense? I don't know. Yeah, no, it does. It's similar to like uh, I don't know like enneagrams where there's like, but that's more like a numerological kind of thing, but where. You know, you can you can be a combination of different characteristics, and that sort of breaks down your personality, I guess. Yeah. So that was sort of the idea, but ultimately the idea was to try to get everybody to join up there with their religion to make money, and at the same time they were doing stuff out the back door, doing crime and uh, trying to ruin the world. Yeah, and they had that uh, that sort of zine zine that came out that Charlie Manson did the uh, the death uh, aspect. Yeah. And nowadays, when you when you hear people who on the internet try to talk about process church, they try to clean up the uh, the whole thing and say, "Oh no, 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 no! All that stuff was just a coincidence. We only had Charles Manson in, in those magazines twice, and, and it, oh, it was a coincidence because you know everybody's magazine has Charles Manson in it. You know that's just common stuff. <laughs> yeah, especially you know, especially yeah. twice." Yeah. Especially back then, and especially twice, you know. Yeah. But you know, but these people just want to try to, you know, change the change the history and change the past um, and try to try to make it seem like it's this wholesome Christian hippie thing. 
Yeah, like it was based around uh, Scientology, or I guess that's well, that's the angle that they. Tried well, that's to how it started out from that. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was jumped off that. Well, you know, Scientology was started based off of uh, Jack Parsons' mm-hmm. interaction with uh, L. Ron Hubbard, and Parsons was a uh, was a California spokesman for for Crowley. So it all comes back. If you look at it, it all comes back to Crowley in the end with all those guys, including Scientology. Is that something that you're you're into as well? Is like the sort of Thelemic, you know, Crowley, Crowleyan sort of uh, philosophies? Well, I'm interested in religion mm-hmm. as a whole. I'm interested in how it controls people, how it how it uh, dictates history, how it dictates what we are. But ultimately, I'm just curious why the fuck we are here. And so, because I'm interested in that, I research different religious things, Crowley, or the Process Church, or whatever, you know. All that stuff's a lot more interesting to, to read about and to, to know about than, uh, you know, just some, some uh, like, uh, almost like Genghis Khan, you know. And I kind of like that, too, you know. Yeah. I like the fact that there's... Uh, a duality to what they're doing, and uh, in fact, next week I'm going to going for uh, ten days to go uh, visit the Vatican because uh, I'm fascinated by all this stuff. Yeah, that's that's a trip, man. Like I, I would, I've never been to Rome, but um, that would be an awesome stop too for me. You know what it's like? I've been there before. It's like if you can imagine the greatest pirate in the world in the history of man and just going into his treasure room where he is fucking butchered and slaughtered anybody and everybody that came in contact with him and then stole everything that they touched going to vatican city is like going to like the greatest pirates uh, treasure vault of mankind of history you know because they have all this gold and treasures and paintings and books and everything that they've stolen from people over over the years all on display and it's just in all its uh insane decadence you know it makes uh, liberace and jay-z and uh, anybody who's uh who has lots of uh you know goodies and, and and gold and diamonds and shit like that look like there's they're just of gluttony uh, they definitely embody that more than anyone else so i find it to be quite fascinating and i like to go there and i think that uh, you know in, in the metal music scene people misunderstand things about about that too much because you'll hear people say oh i hate the church because it's evil well that doesn't make sense to me because the reason that most people that's like heavy metal especially you know like people who are into like the spooky stuff they want the more evil stuff so why do you dislike the thing that is the absolute most evil thing you know that's confusing to me too i'm i'm, I'm just interested in all that kind of thing so now sort of based on what we were talking about uh if you look at the world and you just you know war uh subjugation you know all this sort of bleed, would you say that we're living in like sort of like a satanic era yeah, but I, I, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a saying that they say about everybody's time is the end times. And if you look at history, everyone's like, these are the end times. We must punish these people who are the ones that are against us or that think different than us. And we must eradicate them because we have the best ideas and these ones don't and whoever it might be everybody has some bit of evil in them just like i guess back to the archetypes of the process church some have it more than others but you know when you look at an old person crossing the street 
you might say, oh, look at that nice old man, you know, geez, I, I should help him out. But that thing, that could be fucking mingle others you're helping across the street. It doesn't just because someone looks one way doesn't mean that they are what you think. And I think that humanity in itself is like, you know, like animals. You just got to... There is no evil in animals. You can't blame a wolf for, for eating that cute bunny, even though you might find it to hurt your feelings and when you see it, attack it. But ultimately, it's just hungry. It's not doing it for evil's purpose. It's doing it because it's hungry. And I think that a lot of these evil people are just unaware of what they're doing. They, they realize their repercussions aren't really worth uh, holding back, so they just go for it. But I think that history's always been that way. I mean, I don't think that right now is a, a more evil time than, than it was 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 2,000 years ago. Um, you know, I mean, basically society is based on on the on the Christian ethic of, you know, these rules and these laws that people put together. And all that comes from violence and hatred and, you know, and wanting to um, separate people from one another and, and keep them all apart and make them have an enemy, a common enemy, so that they have this ability to group together and, uh, and hate someone, some group. Do you think like uh, these societies are actually a natural progression or do you think that, um, you know, because prior prior to us living in this industrial world, people just kind of wandered around the planet in small groups? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's larger pack mentality. And, you know, it's not like I'm fucking fighting people for my life like in a zombie movie right now. I'm fucking standing in, in a, a really glamorous hotel in fucking Las Vegas. So, you know. So um, recently, uh, is that is the split with Krieg out yet, or is or is that still about to be released? Yeah, it came out about two weeks ago. Cool, yeah, because I've been I've been running that pretty regularly. And, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's great, and uh, I mean I love both bands. That's nice of you to say. Thanks, man. Yeah, and um, so how did that come about? Are you friends with Neil and those guys, or? So I've been friends with uh, with Neil. For, for a long time and maybe seven or eight years ago Neil said to me hey you know maybe we should do a split together but uh, I've been having different things coming up and doing albums or doing this or doing that and, and songs that I would come up with would be designated for a different purpose and uh, it just happened that this time I had enough songs to do a split and I figured well if I don't do it soon, I'll probably never do it. And I try to be a man of my word. And, you know, even though it took seven or eight years, I think it turned out pretty good. And I'm happy to, to be on a split with, uh, with Neil. I think, I, I, Roadburn, I think, is like one of the best festivals in Europe. And uh, did you guys have a good time when you played? Yeah, we had a fantastic time. I, I was lucky enough to be uh, involved in the one before, the year before as well. So I, I really like it. And it's only an hour from my house. Oh, that's great. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, things are pretty uh, close in that part of Europe, you know, Belgium, Holland. Yeah. 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 So uh, that was, uh, you know, John being an artist and you having, you know, being an artist, was there, was that sort of the theme of his, um, you know, that, that aspect of it? I'm not really sure why John picked us, but it was quite flattering that he thought of us. Yeah. A question that I've always wanted to ask, uh, just being a fan of, of integrity for all these years is, you know, every now and then while listening to the band, I hear other things that are not necessarily metal or hardcore laced into the music. And uh, uh -huh. like, so what generally what kind of stuff are you into? Like, um, you know, I know I know that you're into more than just metal and hardcore and punk and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. I'm into all kinds of music. I mean, that I, I find it to be confining if you only like one thing. Also, if you're a musician and, and all you like is metal, then all you're going to fucking put out is some generic bullshit, I think, you know. And there's quite a few bands that are doing that type of thing. And I want to make music that I want to hear. And since I have kind of a, a wide range of musical interests, then I can put all that stuff into one cauldron and stir it up and come up with this kind of crazy goulash or something and um that's that's how it works i guess but uh i don't just like one thing you know all music is stealing but the the true genius of of stealing and making music is to steal from everyone and then no one knows that you stole and then it looks like you're original so i guess that kind of plays into it a little bit but mostly it's just i like a lot of different things and uh and I like to put that in there because it's inter interesting for me. Like on the last record, we have uh, gospel vocals. And a lot of people told me that would never work uh, in our context. I feel that it did work. I like it. I don't really give a fuck if people don't like it or feel that it didn't work either. I don't care. I like it. And it was, it was, it was cool to do. And I like to listen to that song myself. So... You've been listening to Metal Matters, a Gimme Radio podcast. We'll be back next week, so be sure to subscribe and never miss out. Also, be sure to check out Gimme Radio via web, iOS, or Android for one of the best metal communities in the world. Exclusive interviews and merch, and so much more. Side by the light, right.